you did that to me once and you got the wrong door. <laughs> it's, a really fun, it's a really fun thing to do to your friends. I send them a picture of their front door from a, your Google Voice number. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to kill you. A picture of my of, of the door next door to me from an unknown number and I immediately replied with wrong door, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's officially start the show. It's Ooh. Monday, December 18th. And on last Monday's episode, to universal acclaim, I was joined by Hessa. And due to overwhelming popular demand, she's back again and brought her co-host from Seeking Derangements, Ben Morrow. Welcome back to the show, hey Seeking guys. Derangements. Thank you. Thank you for Pleasure having us. There. Sorry that Jacques couldn't make it, but uh, it. Jacques is currently in, in the airport on a flight. Uh, He's in DIA. Well, it's to... good that you clarified on a flight because I could easily just see Jacques going to the airport and doing God knows what. Totally unrelated to air travel. Some sort of weird business deal. Something. <laughs> yes. I, you know, like, who knows? <laughs> I'm just glad he's using it for conventional means. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> doing doing a doing a deal for Rue at one of those shady airport hotels, like it's like the beginning <laughs> of King of New York or something. Yeah, you no, can, he would be the, he would be Venmo requesting TSA because um, one of his sandwiches got ruined in the um, surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the X-ray hit my baloney, y'all. This is not good. <laughs> well, uh, Ben Hessa, uh, we had to get you on today because basically I've, I've been going through the news. And yeah. it just it seems like there's a lot of really gay news. Gay, 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 there's a gay, lot of gay. gay. There's, there's a lot of gay shit going down in this country. <laughs> yes. And I mean that in both the pejorative and descriptive <laughs> sense. But before, before we get into the gay news of the week, I'd like to uh, share this. I, I knew I had to begin the show today with uh, this. And just uh, bear with me here as I share my tab. And I was wondering, can everyone see this now? Yes. Yeah, are we gonna, yeah. Ben, have you heard this? I have not heard this. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our <laughs> trade center to a, a person who's <laughs> celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's a great city on the globe. The funniest thing is 9-11 comes to... 9-11 comes to him immediately, but it takes him a while to think of something good that could happen in New York. Yeah, yeah. The good thing that could happen in New York isn't even, like, specific to New York. It's like, you could do that anywhere. It's like a sweet you green could open near you. <laughs> you could be happy about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like people open businesses in like Wisconsin. <laughs> like, I love, I love like the follow up of it's a complicated city. It's a complicated <laughs> because like you know either of those two things could happen, and there's no real in between. And there's I, no the, rhyme or reason for why one or the other happens. The underrated brilliance of that of that answer is that the question was, how was your year? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I also believe he said, like, could, could you, like, what's one word that sums up New York? And he just says New York, and then he immediately yeah. starts talking about nine eleven. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, to contrast, uh, you know, things that happened in New York, as you said, Felix, nine eleven. That's one thing that did happen in New York. Then it's like, yeah, like you said, to bring it back around, there's probably someone out there in New York City right now 
celebrating opening a new business. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's that, it's that contrast that makes the Big Apple what it is. You know, it's like at yes. any moment, <laughs> a commercial plane could fly into a skyscraper. But at the same time, as you said, a sweet green could be opening. You know, God doesn't uh, destroy the Twin Towers without opening a few doors. Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> difference between New York and other cities. Like, there are, you know, usually 9-11 cities where all that happens is 9-11. And yeah. then there are business cities where all that happens is, you know, people starting new businesses. New York, it, it really is the only city that has both. Yeah. You can't get that kind of dynamism anywhere else. And people say like, oh, you know, you, it's impossible to get a good 9-11 in Los Angeles. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to get good, you know, especially in England. Like if you try to get a 9-11 over there, you'll just end up with like a... An Ariana Grande uh, concert. Yeah, exactly. Or a subway <laughs> kind of bombing or something. You just can't get a good 9-11. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the city of Boston, uh, after the, the marathon bombing, not a single new business has opened in Boston ever since that day. <laughs> it's true. So they're, they're still true. struggling to, uh, to open it. You know, I get that entrepreneurial spirit back. but It's, it's actually kind of like the movie Annihilation, but instead of like a big wormhole kind of swallowing up the city, every building is being occupied by a Dunkin Donuts and they're trying to figure out how to stop that. No one knows how they keep sending people in like tethered to with like a tether tied to their belt and they don't return. Because they, yeah, they, they just get hired by Dunkin Donuts and yeah, they're working exactly. in one of Boston's 10 million Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> so like to, to like further try to decode like whatever the fuck he was talking about. Do you think that like I don't know, but like he, it, it seems like uncharacteristically dour for Eric Adams. Yeah. The subtext of it seems to be like, hey, you know, there are like good days and bad. Is that like his his most normal response to like possibly being arrested soon? <laughs> He's gonna be arrested <laughs> like, soon. It, yeah, well, well probably. he might. Yeah, probably. what happened? Like, uh, basically, uh, campaign financers associated with his uh, mayoral campaign were uh, taking money from crooked Turkish building contracts. Oh yes, I remember. Was <laughs> connected to yeah. Erdogan. The thing that the thing that like every fucking municipal politician in America goes to jail for, like doing campaign yeah. finance stuff wrong, and like they always, no one ever like gets away with it. But every single one of these guys is always going to be like, no, I'm going to be the guy who gets $7 million mysteriously deposited from a Turkish bank account into mine and no one will notice. Yeah, he <laughs> literally he spent the uh, campaign money on the shady Turkish campaign money on a like Jackie Chan rush hour shirt. That he's wearing around. <laughs> uh, no, but Felix, I, I, th I think you're right to clue in on the, the essentially melancholy nature of this like New Year's message from Eric Adams. Because usually when he's being asked about New York City, he's like at like, I don't know, the uh, like little Serbia saying something like, you know, New York is the Belgrade of America. Like we love it. <laughs> yeah. There's no place yeah. like it. But then and then you'd be like, yes, you're like, you know, uh, mayor, like. You're here at the, I don't know, like a uh, New York City Sikh Association ribbon cutting ceremony. And he's just like, New York, nothing like it. 
the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. Hundreds of girls burned to death. <laughs> but, but now we're here Kitty. today at this this ribbon cutting. Kitty Genovese. No one helped. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's depressed, and he just can't. I don't know. This is just like the most normal possible way he has of communicating that. Yeah, I saw like th- last weekend. Every like uh, New York based reporter was vaguely alluding to some rumor that I think was that Eric Adams had been arrested. And obviously that has not happened yet, but it just it, it feels like, you know, clock's ticking. Yeah, no one no one does the weird shit him and his team did and doesn't have to at least resign in shame. You know, as long as we're talking about uh, former New York City mayors, I mean, it's got they, they've they've hit a bad run of it recently. And I just like to note that uh, Rudy Giuliani was just hit with something like one hundred and eighty million dollars in damages against two Georgia poll workers he slandered. And in the closing arguments, his defense counsel said, when you're deciding this verdict. Please remember him as the man who was mayor during 9-11. And yeah, the, I was going to say. The shambling <laughs> carcass you see before you now. <laughs> and you know what? Michael Bloomberg, like, he's still 5'3". Not, 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 that, nothing's changing there. I will say, yeah. though, Bill, Bill de Blas got a new bow on his arm. Did you see this? Oh, Bill de Blasio? No, nice. Uh, apparently, uh, he's, he's, with a married, he's with a married yeah. woman whose, wife, whose husband found out that she was with him from the New York Post. Because <laughs> they were spotted canoodling. <laughs> they were spotted canoodling. God, I want that's the last like cool um that's the last like 30s, 40s like movie journalist type job is like working for the New York Post where you could be like, hey de Blasio, who's this who's this uh, little number you got here? Like taking pictures of him. <laughs> sort of a his gal Tuesday situation. Yeah, like Danny DeVito in LA Confidential. I'll, I'll stop bringing up movies. I have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the that's the that's the New York City that's the New York City news. But but let's move on to you know like uh, the our guest specialty of the day, gay news. It's gay, gay, gay. Woo! What's going on in the world yes! of gay stuff yes! here in America? <laughs> and, and the, okay, and in the world of gay news, there is no better gay news this week than the the Senate ass fucking uh, conundrum or not conundrum. The, the, I would say I'll yeah, call it. No, a let's watch the language. Will let's not call. Let's call it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's man on man love in my book. Okay, we worked hard to reclaim that word of conundrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, f- uh, I should say a former staffer for Ben Cardin. Uh, video of him uh, in, engaging in intercourse uh, mm-hmm. with a male lover uh, was. It was posted on some sort of um, Slack or sort of Discord group for gay people in Washington, D.C. And the Daily Large Caller... Large Penis Support Group is the name of the group. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gay forum where, say, for example, there's a really hot guy on Instagram and you want to find his uh, leaked cockpits. You just go to Large Penis Support Group um, and you can find leaked nudes of many, many people. Um, on there, so I think that's where it came. Do you know from, this but from I, experience, yeah, of course. Um, and I think okay. <laughs> that it it was from the the bottom. It was posted to a close friend story of his, I believe. The a picture of him with his ass up 
on the table. I didn't even know you could post stuff like that to Instagram. Like we've you gotten the Seeking Derangement account. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so many times. You definitely can. I, I just, think uh, he, may have, he may have done the, the um, classic gay bottom move of putting a little peach emoji over his hole. <laughs> Um, but yes. it's it's such a I mean, crazy all, all of the, thing that they all the do clips I've seen on the so-called yeah. all the clips I've seen on the so-called free speech daily caller have been heavily redacted. Yeah, they've been heavily censored. But I'm just gonna read here from Time Magazine the headline: What what to know about Washington scandal over sex in a Senate hearing room? Capitol Hill was rocked over the weekend by circulation of an explicit video of two men apparently having sex in a congressional hearing room. The eight-second pornographic clip first posted Friday evening by a right-wing media site, The Daily Caller, was reportedly leaked from a private group for gay men in politics. The report, which did not name the participants and blurred a face that appeared in the video, claimed it was a congressional staffer in the sex tape, identified the setting as room 216 in the Hart Senate office building. It would be so funny to be like one of the like old, really old senators and just be like, Oh man, that's where I sit. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, there is there is actually reporting about who sits. No, responding to reports that the lewd act took place where Senator Amy Klobuchar sits no! in the hearing room in question. No! For real, she hates yes. gay men even more now. Oh my god, she that's so that. funny. It was her. No, she. Hates gay men. She fucking ben hates bullied her so much. Almost. She hates me. She definitely does not. Yeah. Like yeah. Me. I will. I will take this time to say that as a you know a, a disgraced gay political myself, I do send my uh, absolute support to this bottom. Um, he did nothing wrong. Um, yeah. And honestly, you're probably better off not working in politics. This guy clearly needs to yeah. an only yeah. fan, start a podcast, or something else. At some, yeah. at, no, maybe not a podcast. Just, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you dare start a podcast, actually. There's yeah, only, there's no, only, it, it, this is our turn. Yeah. But I think, like, once you start taking videos of yourself, like, fucking on your bus's desk, like, that's basically a resignation letter. Like, you know that yeah. video is going to Yeah. Get. He he posted some. I think he posted on Facebook and said something like, "I'm being attacked simply for who I choose to love." Or something. So true. <laughs> no, it's, so it's, true. it's really more where you choose to love them. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I I I have nothing respect for the for for this young man. Yeah. I mean, because our our hallowed Senate, you know. I mean, like just fucking someone on Amy Klobuchar's chair is really funny to me. And you know what? For anyone under the age of 70 in politics right now, mm-hmm. get out. It's a dead end. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, you're not going to do anything good. Whatever you imagined politics is going to be like for you. It's going to have to change work. diapers eventually. <laughs> yeah. like, I like the idea. I like the idea of like them doing this. Like, while John Fetterman is there, <laughs> just, how, just like see, seeing how long it takes for him to notice, he's like, he's like, wait, he's like, wait, has that always been there? It smells like the bathroom in here. What the heck? <laughs> the headlines for this kept cracking me the fuck up because, you know, the like the Daily Caller and all these right wing outlets that are are really running with it. They kept, because they were trying to sensationalize this as much as possible, they kept reiterating that it was gay sex with gay men happening. But I'm like, it's kind of totally redundant when the accompanying picture to the audio or to the article <laughs> is literally butt fucking. Like, you, <laughs> you it's already so scandalous that you don't need to be like, yeah, they were gay being gay. It's so well, funny. It's to- 
it's to warn their like older like older Republican Trigger warning <laughs> like readers no so that they don't like before they put on their reading glasses to read the headlines so they don't look at the blurry picture and be like. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I would like to tap that as well. No. I keep thinking about like going back and like talking to Harvey Milk. Just like telling Harvey Milk, like, girl, you have no clue what you're fighting for right now. Like <laughs> you don't think gay men can be in politics? We're we're fucking in legislative buildings in 2023. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, thing I, the thing I like about like them trying to make this a scandal. Is like okay with Hunter Biden, you know, they were just like just showing everyone his cock and shit. But they're they're what like he was uh, he was doing other weird shit. He was doing like corrupt business deals and shit like that. But this is literally just two gay guys having sex. Yeah, (laughs) and they're just posting it everywhere. They're like, look, look, look how gross it is. And it's like okay, like what. What am I supposed to take from this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. got to uh, it, it's not just Amy Klobuchar's seat here. I, 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 I like the time includes these details. So funny. Uh, it sits uh, her seat sits in a it's not just it's, it's not just the seat, but the, the hearing room in question, a room that has also hosted the 9-11 commission hearings 20 years ago. <laughs> Former FBI director James Comey's historic testimony Let's on Donald go. Trump in 2017, as well as several confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominees, including Sonia Sotomayor, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Representative Mike Collins, Republican of Georgia, posted a photo of cleaning wipes at a grocery store with the caption, Christmas shopping for Senator Klobuchar. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a Republican politician or in the right wing media, I mean, like, uh, the, how many variations of the joke I've I've seen over the last 24 hours of the uh, they're only doing to each other what they're doing to us every day. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like going back to John Fetterman being in the room. I like to picture him like being in the room and seeing it. But also like Philip K. Dick when he saw like ancient Rome superimposed over like he got hit with a pink pink light. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he just sees the nine eleven commission hearings like superimposed over the two gay guys fucking. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know, speaking speaking of Rome, this guy, you know, they may just be they may be trying to return us to the fundamental democratic principles of getting butt fucked where the you Senate. write laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Roman Senate. Uh, Classic that, Roman move. All, all yeah. of our founding fathers had a, like a, a fetish for the, the, the Roman, Roman system of government. <laughs> I think they should take it one step further. I mean, just, there's one last little uh, thing here. One last little person they sought a quote from in this time article. Madison Cawthorn, a former congressional staffer turned one-term congressman who alleged in 2022. His name sounds like a gay porn site. <laughs> before he <laughs> lost his re-election bid, that Ro- Washington is rife with sexual perversion. He posted on Twitter, I told you. He was the one doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, thought, I told you everyone. I told you what I was up to. <laughs> that, that was like when they like really needed to get rid of him and they called up like Ed Meese or like James mm-hmm. Baker, one of like the true true hitters, like one of the uh, Reagan, Iran Contra, like real shooters who could really get dirt on someone. They pulled up a video of him uh, raping his cousin <laughs> <laughs> in the mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
And it's like, if I was him, I would say as far away from this as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really don't want to remind like, people. People had already forgotten that he'd done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm wondering, Ben and I'm wondering if you, if, if you, I saw there was another very intriguing uh, sort of layer to this story where I, I saw someone share it. It was a, a social, it was a, it was a probably like a close friend's post by the, by the Senate staffer in question who, um, alluded to the fact that his partner in this tryst was a German man. And he oh? said something to the effect of getting some German sausage in mm -hmm. the Senate hearing building. And I'm just, I'm more disturbed by the, not by the, you know, anal penetration, but by the German penetration <laughs> of our government buildings. Yes. I, well, I would say that, like, it's probably... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Ben? What do you think? I think about it adds the, up. I think German it adds question. up. I mean, German people are renownedly um, sexual freaks, and once one of them is yes. gay, you know, that's doubly so. It makes sense that they're trying to fuck in the Senate. In the Senate, you know. Yeah, we should. We need to send an agent into their uh, halls of power and find a, a little German back. twink that we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We gotta do, find you a way send, to, I, to I, get you, them. You can send me over there. I'll I'll do my best, guys. Yes. Oh my god, we gotta <laughs> prowl, prowl around the Senate buildings a little bit. Yeah, parachute you in like like you're the yeah, first yeah, airborne, yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> Operation Market Garden. Yes. Yeah, I don't get why the German guy was involved. Like it just yeah, it seems like in Germany they probably have a special day where you can do this in the Bundestag. There's a special there's a special Scheisse room in the German Parliament. <laughs> yeah, where you can. Uh, <laughs> If the bouncer lets you into the parliament building, first of all, then yeah, uh, it's, it's really hard to get in. He's very strict. You need to yeah. know every legislator. If you don't, if you don't know them by name, they're like this normie is not getting. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, he's, exactly. He's, he's not he's, wearing the cool. Not, he, I mean, like I guarantee he's not you, even that, a ju whatever judges robes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee you that having sex in a German government building is like going to a German like uh, a club. You know, like the idea that you're going to have your phone with its camera out. I mean, you'd be bounced at the door immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep that shit locked down. Yeah, you are not getting into the poop eating oh. room, sir. Yeah, the other the other gay guys fucking their twinks in the same government room are going to like roll their eyes so hard at you. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out your phone to post the story. <laughs> Um, I did see, though, that um, so, some Republican, uh, uh, okay, yeah, separately, Re Representative Max Miller, Republican of Ohio, told the Daily Caller that the uh, man in question had accosted him earlier in the week shouting free Palestine while Miller was being interviewed <laughs> by uh, NBC. Uh, the the son of Saffron in question has denied doing that. But I just like that they're trying to, you know, just sort of bring bring everything in here, you know? It's yeah. like, he said, from the yeah. river to the sea while he was... <laughs> Well, he was doing gay stuff. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I just saw so That's many right-wing guys, so many right-wing guys on Twitter posting like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, well, you're, why are you watching that? Like, you're watching two guys <laughs> fuck right now. Like, you chose, what did you think this video was going to be? You know? <laughs> yeah. I was disgusted well, I the like, whole, for the whole five minutes of watching this video. <laughs> yeah, Brightness all, up. I watched the, all six hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is it? Is it, I? I think I like, I like the ones that are trying to pretend like they're not disgusted by the sex act. They're disgusted about like the desecration of our beautiful Senate building <laughs> and what it represents. It was just yeah. like, oh, in that same room, they just like I don't know, rushed through authorization to sell uh, another uh, fifty thousand rounds of white phosphorus shells yeah. to Israel, and then like wouldn't want anything disgracing that August uh, 
deliberative body. I, I like did see some of these guys like um draw an equivalency between this and January sixth. Like they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh I wish. Yeah. I wish January oh sixth had been that cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just so funny. It's just so funny to think about like this is the Democrats version of that. Yeah. Like there's just no there's no there's no like you know, there's no goal. There's no plan to like get the speaker to overturn the the votes or mm-hmm. decertify. It's just we're gonna go in there and just give the craziest back shots ever. <laughs> Two feet from where Amy Klobuchar eats a cozy salad. So <laughs> yeah. funny. Like, she hates like, I did see guns? someone say. I did see someone say this is what they do in the same place they shot Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess they were like, I kind of expecting these guys to get shot, where they were like, yeah. like you know, like Roger, they're engaged in copulation, take the shot, over. <laughs> Has Amy made a statement? I really would love to hear what Amy's got to say about this because she does, <laughs> she does hate gay guys, and I know this because I, I think. Her origin here is because um, she, uh, her prom date came out as gay after um, they went to prom together. She gave an interview once and she was like, yeah, my prom date was gay. Didn't know it at the time. Found out shortly after. (laughs) Usually the second he saw me naked, he said, I think I'm gay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's like, I mean, talk about, talk about like indoctrinating the youth into homosexuality. Sending them on a date with Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Republicans have a point. <laughs> what could we do to get you to go away? Stop inviting me to your gigs. So no dancing with the stars? No. No RuPaul's Drag Race? I haven't got that invite yet. I'd love to go read a The lesson is to stop inviting you places. But you can't. Because people want the content. Uh, to move on for, from uh, from this from from one gay icon to another, I guess like uh, the the other the other big story is I guess like just the the sort of post Congress career of George Santos and Ben yes. and because I'm just wondering like because like we sort of skipped out on on assessing his sort of downfall and now kind of I don't know Phoenix like rebirth as a cameo celebrity, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, what what do you, what do you make yeah. of Comrade George and uh, the state of things for him right now? Obviously, he's the gay icon. I mean, he's who we need. We need him as president, or at least as like some kind of, uh, you know, Andy Cohen stuff. He could replace Andy Cohen. Maybe he could host Jeopardy. Um, there's so many, like, the world is his oyster now. We've been trying to get him on, but he. That's uh, probably not going to um, unfortunately. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It really sucks. <laughs> I, I, love, I love him. I think he's so <laughs> yeah. cute. He looks like. Um, he looks like Latina Baby Grinch to me. I love that yes. when he was. He has Baby Grinch, right? And I, my favorite thing about yeah. his his downward spiral was that he kept making these appearances where it was getting worse and worse, and like he was definitely going to be um, kicked out of the Congress or whatever. But as it was getting worse, he just started pounding on the makeup. Like it was just so much makeup yes. at like his last day. He looked like he had like funeral makeup on, like just fully like neck, <laughs> yes. jaw, different color, powdered to hell. 
But I think he, I, he'll make a nice little career for himself, I'm sure, off Cameo. He said he was making like $100,000 or something. Like more than he did. He's such a liar, though. <laughs> he's such, sure he's <laughs> Actually, no, he's never told a lie about anything. Yeah. He's, he's never told a lie about yeah. anything. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think there's been some like sort of revision on the ironic celebration of George Santos. Because I saw some people starting to be like, oh, he stole, stole all this money from people. Mm. And, you know, now he's... Uh, going on talk shows and making quite a go of it for himself but like he only stole money from people willing to give it to him yeah i'm sorry if you're place. giving yeah. money we're to all, george we're santos all republicans so i don't give a shit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who cares <laughs> the thing that like the first scandal he had the thing that was like supposed to make everyone hate him was that he like uh stole some like veterans service dog and yeah. it's like okay <laughs> Can we just admit, as a country, that we're kind of sick of those things? <laughs> yeah. Like they don't, we don't, like you don't need to take your dog to a restaurant. Absolutely. Like, come on, how bad is your anxiety? Yeah. How and why does a German Shepherd fix it? And honestly, like I think, I think it might make your anxiety worse if you don't, if you have to take a dog into a restaurant everywhere with you, and if someone says no to you, you freak out. You know, I feel yeah. like. I don't know. I'm no expert, but I think George Santos does need the dog um, for his anxiety. <laughs> I think he was right to take it from that veteran. I don't think that veteran ever actually saw combat. I think he was a gold bricker. I think he completely was faking it. And I think George um, did two tours in Iraq, if I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah, it was two. Yeah. 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 I, be I believe... I believe He's a Medal of Honor recipient. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think he has two. Actually, I think he's the only. I think he has person a Purple Heart, the Silver yeah. Star, and the Medal of Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want <laughs> someone Photoshop uh, like Obama pinning the Medal of Honor on, on George yeah. Santos. <laughs> well, it's so funny in his like his My, his pivot to media career. Now I've seen a lot of people being like, "Do not platform." He's a right wing maniac. And I'm like, he was he was an elected official. Like he was yeah. <laughs> platform him. Like he was elected. Dude. <laughs> yeah. The um my favorite cameo, um, maybe I'll send this to Chris and maybe he can I'm sorry if I'm making work for Chris, but if I can find it, I'll send it to Chris. Maybe he can include this. But there is a video of a cameo that he did where he was basically like Hey, we, we just want to say that we're like so proud of you for coming out as a furry. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like a fake cameo that was like <laughs> was to like persona. see if he would do it. And he, yeah, he was like, "We love your new persona. We love that it's of half fox, half wolf. Like it's literally, yeah, it was incredible. He's so cute. I just he's just too cute to hate on. You know, I I want to see more. Yeah. Like, but I guess I was like a little, a little uh, astonished that like the Republicans in the New York State Republican Party just cashed him out like that yeah. quickly. I mean, it's, I guess it's like him and Madison Cawthorn, like they're the ones who just get universally kicked out. Bob Menendez is still in the fucking Senate. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, that I don't guy. know. I mean, I was <laughs> yeah. Hey Heath, George Santos here. I'm so proud of you for coming out as a furry, and I just wanted to tell you that you're friends and family all accept you and they're all excited about your fursona which is uh, awesome to be a beaver puss a beaver and a platter puss so let me tell you uh they all 
Love you, Beaver Puss. All right, moving on from uh, George Santos. Uh, I guess like uh, this, this doesn't directly have to do with uh, gay news, but it has to do with uh, people who make news for hating gays. <laughs> and, I'm referring, and I'm referring, of course, to the Moms for Liberty, who uh, as a group have been suffering some setbacks recently, um, not the least of which is losing every election they run in. But uh, now they have a sex scandal to deal with. Headline here oh. from the New York Times. Florida's sex scandal shakes Moms for Liberty as group's influence wanes. Moms for Liberty, a national right-wing advocacy group, was born in Florida as a response to COVID-19 school closures and mask mandates, but it quickly became just as well-known for pushing policies branded as anti-LGBTQ by opponents. So when one of its founders, Bridget Ziegler, recently told the police that she and her husband, who was under criminal investigation for sexual assault, had a consensual sexual encounter with another woman, the perceived disconnect between her public stances and private life fueled intense pressure for her to resign from the Sarasota County School Board. Yet, as Moms for Liberty reels from the scandal surrounding the Zieglers, the group's power seems to be fading. Candidates endorsed by the group lost a series of key school board races in 2023. The losses have prompted questions about the future of the education issues as an animating force in Republican politics. So, I mean, apparently uh, the, the Zieglers were involved in sort of a throuple situation for quite some time. Oh. And I guess my question here is like, when I think about the Moms for Liberty or when I think about people banning books that deal with sex or or gay themes or, or, or things like that or trying to ban sex education, I always imagine them as like shriveled sexless crones. Yeah. So I guess it's somewhat jarring to find out that they're literally all freaks who are doing like three ways all the time. <laughs> they're just yeah. lesbians. <laughs> yeah. They're like, <laughs> what's, go what's going on here? Yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, well, you know, it's just like uh, you got, I mean, like this, this, this is of a, of, a, of a suit with, you know, like Lauren Boebert, the Beetlejuice yeah. musical. But like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her various uh, CrossFit tr uh, dalliances. I mean, the thing is, they hate gay people because like a lot of gay people are like annoyingly vanilla. And I feel like a lot like if they see a gay person who's more sexually normal than them, like perceived from the outside world. Sure. They they kind of get a little like mad, like, no, like I'm, you know, that's way more deviant. Like this book about how... um you know, about a teen who comes out as non-binary is way worse than, you know, me and my husband's like meeting up with our fuck buddy and, you know, having a good time, a night on the town. Were they, are they, were they banning books about um, sw swinging and swapping and things like that? Yeah, maybe she should, she should actually write a book about, you know, how to safely swing. I think that would be, you know, maybe like, uh, call well, I mean, obviously, like, obviously, I don't know if we should take her advice because her husband is currently facing a sexual assault charge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that separate or is that involved in the... I think that, I think that is involved in the, uh, in, in, in the, in the threesome uh, okay, so uh, relationship. What on earth was the situation? What was the scenario here? Was it like... Those meetings get steamy. They're talking about all those non-binary kids. You know, you get, you get whipped up. You got to take... Yeah, out. the... I, I bet this woman was having a lesbian affair and her husband found out and she was like, no, 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 no. I, you know, was just testing her out so that she could join <laughs> us, you know, and then he tried to, <laughs> you know, he took her word for it and that's, that's what happens. But yeah, I, I love Moms for Liberty. I think they're so cool. Um, I vote for them everywhere. Are they the ones that they, they keep bringing up the, uh, the litter boxes that yeah, kids who identify oh, as cats God. have to poop in at school, right? That's like their yeah. Their it says here, uh, 
Um, Ziegler boasted that she helped write Florida's infamous Parental Rights and Education Act, also known as, known as the Don't Say Gay Law. It aims to protect children in kindergarten through the third grade from sexual indoctrination by banning gender discussions in schools. Uh, Ziegler has gone out of her way to help foster homophobia. When a woman accused the only openly gay Sarasota County school board member of being a groomer during a public hearing earlier this year, Ziegler offered no defense of her colleague. She told the jeering crowd to let the woman finish speaking. <laughs> <laughs> let her finish. Oh God. If the idea of sexual indoctrination is so funny to me because it's like, it's it's really like the only people that would complain about anything like sexual indoctrination are people who are gay and are like, no, we can't show kids gay stuff or else they might love they might love it too much and see how fun and cool it is and how sexy it all is. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. It says um, in a Bloomberg News podcast earlier this year. Ziegler told the reporters about being bullied by mean girls in high school, how she didn't finish college and how her, quote, research led her to believe that trans children have caught a social disease. I love, I love the phrasing of social disease like they're talking about a sailor in the 19th century or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool to think of being gay as like um, those people who hit their heads and like pretend that it changed their accent to Chinese. It's the same exact thing but when it when you're dealing with kids, they're adolescent brains. Going back to the concept of like indoctrinating kids into being gay in school, it's like could you imagine if you had to give kids the homework of having gay sex? Like that wouldn't work. None of us would do it. Yeah, it would I be was, like one of those. Always, it would be like one of those things in in like AP AP US where they're like, oh, you also have to like read the New York Times every day, and you just lie about it. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, been, I've totally I, been having gay sex. Get type into Chat GPT now. Like, have gay sex for me. Yeah. <laughs> pay, pay your gay friend to have your gay sex homework for you because you don't want to. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been making a lot of money with... in high school, guys. <laughs> I would have been rich. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really don't I, want to I do my gay sex exam. <laughs> Please, Ben. <laughs> I always hated it when the teacher said, "Show your work." You know, if I get uh, the right answer, I mean, what what business is of yours? How I arrived at there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Billy, we saw um, on the news that your older brother was doing your gay sex homework in <laughs> Congress, where he works. <laughs> <laughs> He was doing a presentation presentation to Congress. You're going to have to redo this homework, Billy. (laughs) I mean, school, like, Uh, I don't know. I feel like school definitely made me gay, but it wasn't as anything I was taught. It was just, like, gym class and, like, playing soccer. (laughs) (laughs) It was those, those, like, baking soda volcanoes. Science fairs. That's what did it. And you were like, So yeah, uh, best of luck to the to the moms for liberty and their in yeah. their, their quest for you know both liberty and uh, hot three ways. Love you, Queen. Are they like aren't they funded? Aren't they like funded by someone too? I like there's no way they make actual. They're like a grassroots thing, right? Uh, it's like no, yeah, they just sort of popped up in the last like four years, and I don't know, I don't know exactly like who is funding them. But it's probably like the usual suspects, like Rebecca Mercer, Harlan Crow, like people like that. The funny thing about them as a group is that like 
they their record is pretty much just nothing but bricks. Yeah, like it's uh, <laughs> the the conser- the current conservative media machine is just like completely whiffing on all, on all like public school related things. Yeah, I think they they got like wiped out in every school board election in like the last two years. That's amazing. I love them. <laughs> like, they should definitely keep it up. Don't change your strategy. It seems like it's working. I love how like the one their one person who actually got a school board position was um the one person who actually has who actually fucks. Yeah, <laughs> works for them. I, don't know, I think I think they're all like this. Yeah, I think they're all like this. And like I, that's why I said like it doesn't make sense. You know, like usually people you, you imagine people who aren't sex havers are mad at people other people having sex. But, you know, maybe like I think you're right, Hesse. Maybe they're just mad at people being too sort of kink averse in yes. these uh, in the in, in these in the grade school curriculum. But um, here's another bit of gay news that uh, I just I just saw this sort of before we started uh, recording. Pope says priests can bless same sex couples, a radical change in Vatican policy. A document from the Vatican's doctrine office released Monday insists that people seeking God's love and mercy shouldn't be subject to, quote, an exhaustive moral analysis to reach it. I got to say, as someone who converted to Catholicism three months ago, this is a horrible <laughs> affront to the beliefs of my religion. And this yeah. Pope is the Antichrist. Were gay guys begging to be blessed by the Pope? Was that who wanted that? <laughs> I like it's it's very funny because it's like, you know, when the priest when a priest blesses people, he kind of just does it like to the whole. Yeah. The whole crowd kind of, you know, the whole congregation. He just goes like like makes the thing and it's funny to imagine that like before you go in there to get blessed you have to like you know they have to check are you gay if you're gay it's gonna neutralize it for everyone else in here well, so you gotta tell I'm the truth ima- <laughs> i would imagine if, if you're gay and you know you're in the crowd and he's doing the he's like you know making the sign of the cross blessing you're just like oh that's not for me i'm yeah. not included yeah. in this but now in the back of your mind you don't have to say i'm gay everyone you can just in the back of your mind say hey that i'm I, i'm covered if, if you're if you're gay, it has a pushback effect, like an attack in a video game. <laughs> you get pushed back a few feet. I I I imagine that it was like you know when you check bags at the airport and they you know they ask you like oh you know do you have like a lithium battery in here and you just lie. I yeah. always figured yeah. it was yeah. just like that, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool that um you can you can get the uh, splash blessing effect. The priest, yeah, now. yeah. It's like it's like. Do you have a lithium battery in your suitcase? Have you had diarrhea in the last two weeks before going in this pool? You don't really need to tell the truth. You can just do you. I, I feel like Pope Francis is just like kind of flexing on the like people that get mad at him. Like he's just loving it now. Yeah. He, I feel like he just loves watching the haters squirm and watching himself. He's sort of like he's sort of like George Santos in that regard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so like a group, a group of people who are probably not too pleased with this current Pope is the New York City downtown scene. And I would like to go now to the last article I want to talk about. This is a profile in the New York Times of a sort of like the latest one of these aborted attempts to sort of jumpstart an alternate living, sort of like alternate lifestyle cult and art scene in the downtown of Manhattan. A uh, headline would you give this guy millions to build his own utopia? And this is about, this is about a sort of a, 
one of these like i don't know sort of like sci-fi city projects that like i don't know sort of anarcho accelerationist capitalists whatever are, are are trying to sort of uh, kindle in in the downtown scene and i'm just going to read a little bit here when he took the stage at a conference for startup societies in Amsterdam in October, 20, in October, 27-year-old Dryden Brown cut a rumpled figure, moving stiffly in a gray hoodie with a T-shirt poking out at the bottom. He was there to tout his company Praxis, which has an ambitious goal, to create a new city on the Mediterranean. The Santa Barbara native had never built a house before, let alone a city. In New York University dropout, he had been fired from his last job at a hedge fund. He isn't a charismatic speaker or an accomplished businessman. He's big on promises and light on specifics, such as where the 28,600-mile Mediterranean coast his city will be. Nevertheless, is, he has raised nineteen point two million. Off to a great million. start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has raised $19.2 for his project, a paltry amount in the worlds of venture and capital and urban development. Hudson Yards, for example, costs $25 billion, But still, a lot to fork over to a young man with no track record. So, Hudson yeah. Yards cost $25 billion. <laughs> yeah, just, just to uh, induce dozens of people to kill themselves. It's just like an equinox and then that suicide structure. <laughs> <laughs> suicide staircase, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, like, keep in mind that that was that $25 billion to build the suicide staircase in lower Manhattan. Yes. Like, this guy wants to build the Praxis City somewhere on the Mediterranean coast, which I imagine, you know, it's probably a little bit cheaper than uh you know the west side highway yeah i mean 19 million is like 19 million doesn't seem like a lot to build a, a, <laughs> it really the seems like tomorrow, not though. even close i also <laughs> yeah. i really hope they stay far away from sicily and where my entire family lives <laughs> if they it's on site if they choose anything close to there I think I think Sicily is like a little too um, Arab for them. I don't think ethnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> cue, cue the Dennis Hopper monologue at the latest Praxis board meeting. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, uh, that's pretty much the direction this is going. In a monotone delivery leavened by surfer dude inflections, Mr. Brown made some astounding claims. His team, he said, included two former prime ministers and was armed with investments from leading venture capitalists. The waiting list for membership, Mr. Brown said, was nearly 50,000 people long with 12,000 members already interested in moving en masse to a beautiful green city presented in slick rendering by Zaha Hadid Architects starting in 2026. Uh, Praxis's extravagant plans face daunting odds even within the moonshot culture of tech investing. But what makes that more than $19 million truly strange is the disturbing society Mr. Brown wishes to build inside his city. Our values inform our vision for the future, read a slide during his presentation at the Network State Conference. Our vision is a more vital future for humanity. The guide denounces enemies of vitality who, quote, reject what they consider the optimal European beauty standards. It goes on to extol traditional European Western beauty standards on which the civilized world at its best points has always found success. I, 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 I'm a little confused by this. So he's saying that like, yeah. civilization, be, like once we need beautiful European people to put civilization back on track is basically what he's saying. We need like sort of, I don't know, Dutch or Danish models. to, to Yeah. Cause like, I'm sorry, like those aren't the people that I would choose to found a new civilization. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have I, do we have any do we have any engineers among yeah. the hot yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think like those people are probably just having a great time as no, they is. Definitely I don't think they guy, need they to go to why the fuck would you want to leave like Amsterdam or Copenhagen? Yeah. yeah. And he said yeah. there's there's <laughs> like, he said there's three um 
three distinct um, persona groups that he wanted to incorporate in this new city. Yeah. Did you see that? It's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're just a fucking nerd, dude. Like, you're a no pussy getting nerd (laughs) who's doing city skylines but making it racist. Is the set of HBO's Rome still up? They could just live there. Yeah. Put put a sink in the middle for them. He said that he wanted to do the three persona types are like muscular warriors, then very thin priests, and then the other one was portly merchants. And I think these guys, the guys building it, the guys, you know, kind of running this, like to think of themselves as the portly merchants because they're definitely not the you know warrior yeah. class and i think the thin priests are supposed to be yes. some kind of <laughs> proto gay guy or something but they're just nerds you yeah. know like they are not portly merchants no one yeah. tell they're them like his... hunchback computer users no one tell them historically yeah no one tell them who like merchants historically were in <laughs> uh like the middle ages because they will probably not be happy about uh, yeah, he's, looking and, at, he's looking to Venice for this property. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure those people Venice, will yeah. not be allowed into practice. No, but, uh, <laughs> it, sure. it goes along here. It says, beauty here connotes proper breeding. God. In humans, beauty implies a number of things. Namely, that two people themselves of beauty formed a union to create more beautiful life, it reads. I mean, I don't think there's a one-to-one correlation between having hot parents and being... I mean, sometimes no. it skips a generation. Yeah, it definitely yeah. skips a generation. I think having like yeah. at least one ugly parent is makes for like the hottest kid because yeah. you get weird the features, first, you know. I, I would love like um to see what how they handle the first ugly kid born. Probably like Sparta did. Probably like Maybe that maybe that's like why they wanted in Sicily. Like if you're yeah. born if you're born as an ugly kid, you just have your sentence to being just a regular Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, they push you. You have to step to the other side of a chalk line on the ground. <laughs> no, this is great though. This is my favorite quote here. It says, uh, so he says, beauty connotes proper breathing, but it goes on to say, according to several former Praxis employees who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they signed non-disclosure agreements, Mr. Brown had discussed wanting to attract tech talent to the city by introducing founders to, quote, hot girls. Mm-hmm. So this they're is like nerds. Mars needs women. Yeah, it's yeah. Like they just, they, they've got to correct, like, we need, we need people of proper breeding to correct, like, sort of counterbalance the uh, hugely uh, disproportionately weighed gender imbalance. It's like a 12-year-old's idea of, like, a, oh, what if I had billions of dollars to create the greatest D&D campaign yeah. of all time? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where, yeah, it'll be filled with all these, like, um, all these characters, like, all these thin priests. First of all, how many thin priests do you, like, what what happens if there's an imbalance, you know? Who are the warriors going to be fighting? What are they going to be doing, you know? <laughs> I said, the warriors will be engaged in mind combat. <laughs> yes, in, in, be. They will be engaged in the warfare of memes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally Caesar's Legion from Fallout New Vegas. This is what they're... <laughs> Is what they're describing. <laughs> it says here, uh, he threw lavish parties where computer nerds rubbed elbows with the stylish members of a now infamous demimond that has grown up in and around New York's Chinatown, which places shock above most other values. Going on here, it says, in Amsterdam, Mr. Brown described Praxis as his response to being trapped in his apartment during COVID, mixed with his longstanding interest in colonial America. Ready to join America in 1776, read a company pitch deck, 
<laughs> that's I mean, a I'm, yeah, like, sure. horrible yeah. itch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they all got cholera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say this. I, I didn't the, know what I, I was going to or what I was, was doing at the time. But I did, in fact, go to one of these uh, Praxis parties and I got... Was it the one with the horse? It was not the one with the horse. That was the Supreme Party. This was a party at okay. a venue called, called <laughs> Bella Chow in Little Italy. And like The Catherine the Great? <laughs> in this big basement. And I was there for a total of maybe 30 seconds. And I get in and this... <laughs> it was just the vibes were that it bad. It was you just were like, so off, Simpson Will. Just walking in and out. So I get down, I get down <laughs> into this basement and this gay guy who I know, who I'm friends with. He's, he's, he's crazy, but you know, she's a crazy gay guy. And he was like, so do you want a job making $200,000 a year? And I was like, of course, I would love that. And he's like, okay, but the thing is you have, he was just on, he coked the fuck out. And he was just like, well, the thing is you have to move to Montenegro in five because we're buying it. And I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good on this. And there were like people there wearing shirts that said I heart praxis. And I was like, this is like a, uh, terrible weird vibe they're talking about buying montenegro giving me two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> okay wait a so second i left they're gonna buy my wait yeah they're, they're, they're buying montenegro I involves think. buying montenegro yeah, yeah. Are, are they gonna make montenegrans work because yeah, that's good the case, um, I hold, i'm even more opposed to this <laughs> yeah. if they are violating the 10 montenegrin commandments with this praxis project then they're they can go straight to this hell. Was, this was a year or so ago. So honestly, honestly it, it seems up. like this guy is following the Ten Montenegrin Commandments. <laughs> yeah, it goes on in the article. Really. It says here, applying only to Harvard, Stanford, Oxford, and Cambridge. Mr. Brown was rejected by all of them. He, he ended up at NYU and tried to tried to transfer to Stanford and was rejected again. If you so see cool. a man applying to college, stop him. I <laughs> help him not do that. I also love that, like, he was like, oh, this is his response to um, being stuck in his room during the COVID lockdown. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to make me stay in my room? Well, what if I do this? Like, it's something he's inflicting yeah. on all of us. <laughs> it seems like, he, for making him seems like he's doing this uh, in response to being rejected for his entire life by all institutions and women, you know? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, we got to get hot girls. The best way to convince them to come is to just be like, is to explain the the class system. <laughs> if you've ever talked to a girl about a video game, you know that they love that yeah. shit. You've got to be I'm like really more right, of a ranger, priests. yeah, paladin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. priest. Um, so that means you know I'm a roguelike um, cleric. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would you like to do some drugs? Um, yes. it, it wasn't just though. It wasn't just being trapped in his apartment in COVID nineteen that uh, sort of midwife this beautiful dream. Uh, it says here, so too had the experience of watching the Black Lives Matter protests, which made Mr. Brown fear, he said in an interview with Mr. Stone, that he might be dragged from his Prince Street apartment. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, oh, what? Uh, just, okay. <laughs> All right. He's like, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Now I need to build Elysium because I think, like, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna take me out of my apartment on Prince Street. No one cares. Yeah. That's. NYU barely wanted you. Yeah. Do you think, like, random protesters. Are coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> they hate my beauty. They hate the portly merchant class. <laughs> they hate that I'm a portly merchant screaming out your window you to no one because the protests were not on shit. Prince Street. Don't 
don't drag me out. No, <laughs> don't, is he, is don't he, come and get me. <laughs> is, he, is he trying to like brag about living on Prince Street? Yeah. Like, is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's probably so, it. That's so fucking depressing. Yeah. If they're so jealous of my Prince Street apartment. They'll kill they were me. Gonna, they're going to yeah. kick down the door of my gorgeously appointed 8,000 square foot loft in Soho. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that didn't happen, but I still think I probably should build this city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that never happened. But yeah, like I, I think I need to move to Sicily with people of the proper breeding. <laughs> And a warrior <laughs> yes. class to protect me from miscreants and urchins. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's like okay, if he's afraid of just being like swept up off the street, and being killed for being annoying. Well, I would be way more afraid of the Kimura. Or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mediterranean. That's yeah. great. I'm gonna be a rich American flashing around tons of yeah. cash in like fucking Sicily or yeah, the Nindrongatas <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> in Naples or whatever. Go, walking yeah. down the street, whistling to yourself, counting your cryptocurrency or whatever. Yeah. What? Oh, it's like yeah. You'd like to invest in my city? Sure. <laughs> it's sure, a, I'll get in this Montenegro. Montenegro is going to do the the thing Castro does in The Simpsons when Mr. Burns hands him the thousand dollars, the trillion dollar yeah. bill, where he just he's like, "Here's the money. Now can we have the country?" And he's like, "What money?" <laughs> they just like have to leave. Mr. Burns, I think we can trust the president of Cuba. Now give it back. Give what back? <laughs> uh, some additional details here. Uh, it says in September. Mother Jones published an expose about Mr. Brown's politics, reporting that he had urged staff to read the fascist writer Julius Evola, according to a former Praxis employee who signed a non-disclosure agreement. And by the way, how come like for a company that's literally done nothing, mm. every single employee has signed a non-disclosure agreement? That's always a good sign. Like this yeah. company hasn't produced yeah. anything. I don't think they even have staff. Everyone who's talked to this guy has signed an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> It says here, uh, a former Praxis employee who signed a non-disclosure agreement. Mr. Brown's book collection in the so-called Praxis Embassy also included the memoirs of Albert Speer, Adolf Hitler's architect, and Imperium, an influential 1948 title that calls for the establishment of a neo-Nazi empire in Europe. We have thousands of books in our office. I don't endorse all their ideas, Mr. Brown wrote in an email. <laughs> he I mean, wrote that enough. after someone fair found enough. the non-binary who could in the <laughs> <laughs> anti-racist baby. <laughs> that, that, um, that, that Albert Speer book, um, it contains a portion where he complains about being uh, beaten up by Spears from Band of Brothers. When he was in the Spandau military prison. Oh, right. The real guy. <laughs> yeah, right? The yeah. real Spears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spears, yeah. Spears was a real guy. He did all that shit. And he also abused Albert Speer. Was he the sexy one? Yeah. Yeah. Spears was the sexy one. He was the hot one who oh kills all God. the Germans. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy who gives you a cigarette before shooting you. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yes, I love please. That guy. I loved that was my it. Favorite I, guy. I loved it when he killed that guy for being from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, here, here's the best. Here's the best quote uh, in the piece, though. 
In an undated Instagram story from inside the Praxis office that was reviewed by the New York Times, a man measured Mr. Brown's face using calipers, one of the main tools of physiognomy, the pseudoscience of judging character from facial characteristics, and of phrenology, the discredited science of predicting mental traits by measuring bumps on the skull. Mr. Brown did not clarify in his email response why he wanted his head measured. It's so, it's so funny to be like, Oh, we have to measure this guy's character. Um, this freak, because he seems kind of like a freak and he seems like he has a poor character. Let's see how wide his head is. Um, oh, apparently we might want to like, I don't know, maybe our brains aren't working properly because I think he has a, a, he's a man of poor character, but according to these calipers, he's actually a great guy. And he's oh, like God, I'm looking at the yeah, him right now. He's got like pinhead, yeah, no yeah, chin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I can understand how you'd be a little, little, little bit sensitive about uh, physiognomy. But again, like, why do I, why break out the character calipers to measure this guy's character? I just read he was uh, not accepted into Harvard, Oxford, or Yale. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously a submental. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm I looking say, at pictures of him. Yeah, now. I would say. I mean, judging by this face, it just looks like he's got a pocket full of rohypnol. That's my judgment on his character. He looks like uh, instead of Andrew Garfield, he looks like Andrew Heathcliff. That's exactly. He does look like Andrew Heathcliff. Uh, just a. Uh, clear out, finish out the article here. It says, of late, Mr. Brown has posted about effective accelerationism, a concept popularized by the venture capitalist Mark Andreessen, probably the only other guy with a weirder skull shape than this dude. <laughs> it holds that Silicon Valley should pursue rapid technolo technological development, even at the cost of painful social changes in the interest of bringing about a superabundant utopia. On a personal blog, Mr. Brown wrote on October 18th that Praxis is building acceleration zones and is consulting with seven governments about where to place them. Renderings of the hypothetical city posted in October to the Praxis Instagram account depict low-slung, curvilinear glass structures nestled into the coastal chaparral. On X, Mr. Brown has promised airships to future residents. <laughs> for all That's this for so... $19 million, for the low, low <laughs> yeah. price of $19 million of investment, you too can... Uh, live on some sort of acceleration is dirigible with uh, this chinless dickhead. Yeah, isn't helium running out? They're probably going to have to use hydrogen for the... For oh, the, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! Uh, last paragraph here, it says... But Mr. Brown has found a chilly reception in at least one important court. According to the person familiar with Mr. Teal's investments, Mr. Brown pitched multiple representatives of Mr. Teal over the past year, all of whom turned him down. The source said that Mr. Teal didn't think that Praxis was capable of executing its ambitious plans. So, no. Yeah. Well, this, this <laughs> yeah. is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice Praxis, everybody. So sad. Yeah. We, it's, I mean, it's right there in the name Praxis. They're going to do it. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah. It means to do. Praxis. Yeah. We talk in Praxis. I can't wait Best to move there. Best of luck to Andrew Heathcliff. And yeah, <laughs> I want to be living in the city of tomorrow. And I want to be living only in a city with people of proper breeding. I went with the right ratio of clerics to warriors because the last neighborhood I lived in, it was nothing but fucking sorcerers and nary a rogue to be found. It's, you it's know, literally, it's like the nothing libertarian. But, it's nothing but bards here in Brooklyn. Everyone thinks that they want to be a fucking singer. 
it's it's like the libertarian thing where it's like um you know oh how are they gonna how are you gonna build roads and maintain roads it's like that but like for every job that's not a merchant or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally every job that's not a merchant yeah. like oh how are you going to take out the trash how is the garbage going to be dealt with oh it's crypto yeah because obviously none of the handsome that. beautiful people there are gonna, yeah crypto <laughs> like throw all the garbage into a big incinerator connected to a bitcoin generating machine <laughs> like, yeah, that's free money yeah every time you throw something away it means a new bitcoin and also i just realized what they're describing is um the island from glass onion so thank you uh to that guy ryan johnson, ryan johnson. for yeah putting this into the world it's your fault well best of luck to the beautiful praxis and best of luck to that guy and his soul i hope you fucking hope you get it fixed (laughs) (laughs) and um thank you to thank you and merry Merry christmas Christmas. to ben and hessa from seeking to thank you for thank you for joining us today and an early merry christmas to all our chapo listeners i think that does it for today, Ben and Hessa? If people want more Seeking Derangements, where should Patreon. they go? Patreon.com slash Seeking Derangements or anywhere podcasts are found, you can find us. There, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all the regular yeah. stuff. Yes. The Seeking Derangements Instagram is Thank probably you, my Will. favorite follow Put a lot of work on into Instagram, that. so get on, get on that if you, if you haven't got it <laughs> on that train already. It has all my favorite memes. All right, Ben, Hessa, Felix, till next time, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.